0: Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher
1: Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome everybody to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. So so sorry for the delay. Uh, It was wild, wild week, but we're back now. My bad. That was my fault. Yeah, you were at camp. uh, Also, uh... I hope Deidre's not listening. I was actually sick okay. last week. All right. But I'm on the men. So well, we hadn't made out yet. <laughs> so I think we're okay. <laughs> no, it was weird. Monday, I got to feeling just kind of rough. Like nothing, like not sick in my stomach, but just woozy, headache. And, and I had a cough. COVID. Well, Tuesday I felt better. I took a test. Okay. I tested negative. Is that your at home test? Yes. Okay. But uh so I tested negative for that anyway. Those are made in China. <laughs> well, that's where the virus comes from. Exactly. So they should know. <laughs> they should know how to test for it. T- but here's the weird thing: Tuesday I felt better. Wednesday, I was right back, right back in oh, the man. thick of it. I don't know what the deal was, but I'm better now. You're all better. I got a little bit of a cough, but okay. I'm for the
0: most. Part, I'm feeling lots better now. I'm not afraid. <laughs> I spent a a week in... On the surface of the sun, I feel like I'm okay. It yeah, was it's so hot. Very hot. Extremely hot. But I walked an average of six miles every day while I was out there, too, in the heat. You know, <laughs> And like I said, you work in a factory, so I know you don't feel sorry for me, but I'm an air-conditioned office boy. You know, <laughs> I'm not used to that lifestyle anymore. I'm glad to see that you survived. I did. I did. I made it out alive, which was good. Uh, looked for – I wanted to find a snake all week while I was out there. I turned out – I was like a little kid. Because mm-hmm. when you're an adult at Boy Scout Camp, you really don't have anything to do. Because at like a resident camp, the staff's doing all the work, essentially. They're cooking the food and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Your boys are old enough to get around, and if you got to let them have that responsibility to show up to their classes on time and all that. Might swing by to make sure they've made it. The rest of the time was just free time. So mm-hmm. I was cutting trails through the woods. <laughs> I was like, I want to find a snake. I was looking for a ringneck snake because I watched a video last week on them, which I found plenty of those in, out there before. Couldn't find one. Huh. So struck out on that. I was going to say, what were you doing out there? Like, were you
1: a chaperone or?
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. So according to BSA policy, you have to have two adult leaders per troop that gotcha. are there. And so myself and Jack, the other scout master, uh, had to go out there. Although my son was working on camp staff mm-hmm. and his daughter was uh, with a girl's troop on the other side of camp. So, right. Anyways, we had to go out there so other kids could enjoy the mm-hmm. scouting experience. And they did. Our troop had a good time. Nice. Came in second place, like for best all around troop. So the, our girl troop troop, we're troop three hundred and sixteen. Mm-hmm. We consider ourselves mentally all one troop boys and girls together, but the boy scouts forces us to segregate. <laughs> okay. And so we have to do different trips and each other, but sometimes we'll go on trips together. But so they were standing on other things. So we have to compete against them and mm-hmm. like, they had a three-mile biathlon that they had to do that, like, run and then shoot and all that stuff. And they had to swamp each other's canoes and had all all kind of games for them to play on Friday. Normal camp stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they beat us <laughs> <But> <laughs> because they count things like merit badge attendance and mm-hmm. all that. And, of course, our boys were, like, hanging out at the trading post. They wouldn't go to class. We had one dude who fell and hurt his ankle so he was out the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. He so they counted us all for all of that. So we oh. came in second place. But I was glad the girls came in first place. I didn't want to lose to another boy or girl troop right. outside of our own. So proud of them. And that's uh that's talking Boy Scouts, John and Tiny. <laughs> about to say summer camp has been a long
1: time ago for me. Oh yeah. But I remember the Canoe Over Canoe Rescue, they still do that. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. Ugh, getting uh, back in that canoe, <laughs> never never could do it. <laughs> I was sitting up, I actually was down in the chapel because two of our girls were taking canoe and merit badge mm-hmm. and the guy teaching canoe, because seven of our scouts were on staff. So our troops were smaller, but the guy teaching it was from our troop too. and So the it was a shade, shaded on the, in the chapel. So I was like, I'll just chill out here and watch them. And, uh, yeah, I was like, I could probably still do that, (laughs) but
1: no, I know I could. I was good swamping the canoe. Oh, yeah. I was good getting it back out of the water and putting it over over. the other one. But when it comes to
0: climbing back in there. It's a tough one. I'm swimming to shore. If (laughs)
1: if that ever happens, I'm just swimming to shore.
0: Or I'm going to drown. I was told if you cannot get back in the canoe to hold on on the upstream side Mm -hmm. and drift to the bank. So I think you're probably right. (laughs) Don't get downstream from the canoe, but hold on and then drift to the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh it's like white water swim position. Yeah, exactly. They teach you that. Y- yes. Yeah. Uh, they have a white water merit badge. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. Of course, we don't. We don't have rapids here. I mean, I guess you could if it rained a lot. You, you go did. to the Cahaba, but yeah, yeah, it's not like Hurricane Creek. Maybe. Yeah, it's nothing like the a or anything. Right. Yeah. But they have a whole curricula for that, mm-hmm. and but they do canoeing and rowing and stand up paddleboarding and something else, maybe sailboat sailboating out at our okay. camp, so. Cool. It's fun. Boy Scouts are great. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry we're Scouts BSA now. never we're <laughs> co-ed. <laughs> yeah. Which everybody freaked out like three years ago when that happened. Yeah, we talked about that on this show. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. Hadn't been a big deal at all. Mm-hmm. In fact, I've met some girls that are pretty awesome. Well, so, good. Yeah. They're cool. All right. We probably need to talk about news. We probably do. What you got this week? Okay. I got a story about a lady who ran afoul with the law. Um a guy who went into the NBA draft and uh a Harvard professor. Been a tough week for Harvard, so I hear. <laughs> I have a story about a Louis Vuitton bag.
1: I have a story about AI, but I want to start with this one. Have you been following the Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg fight?
0: I'm I'm at aware all? that they're They've agreed to a fight. I don't know how they arrived to that agreement or what it's the most bizarre it thing. It started
1: with Elon challenging Mark Zuckerberg to a fight okay. on uh I don't guess it was Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, it was on Twitter.
0: Yeah, he's not gonna do anything else. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and Mark Zuckerberg, I don't know if you know like love him or hate him, he's like super into jujitsu right at the moment. Oh, yeah? yeah, he's been on Joe Rogan's podcast. Just talk about jujitsu. Well, he talked about a bunch of stuff, but he's like really into it, and he's even like done some tournaments and stuff. He's like huh.
0: really big into it. What is up with people getting into jujitsu? I feel like there's been a jiu-jitsu explosion.
1: I've heard that that is a martial art that you can kind of. I mean, I guess you could practice any martial art. Yeah. Throughout your whole life, but something about and I've I've been told that jujitsu, like even when you're old, it's not as rough it's not
0: as strenuous yeah. okay uh-huh but i mean yeah, i've seen some big boys doing it.
1: yeah it's point. a lot of grappling a right. lot of wrestling type of deal i think
0: i've heard people yeah. say you know that eventually every fight ends up on the ground so that's mm-hmm. why you need to learn jiu-jitsu but in my experience i get knocked out pretty quick <laughs> <laughs> so i haven't had to do anything <laughs>
1: Well, so anyway, he challenges him to this fight, and Mark Zuckerberg is like, yeah, sure, we'll do that. Come on. And no one knows if it's for real or not, because Elon Musk, he was like tweeting out memes, and you know how he is. He's just being his usual self. Well, then his mom, at one point, Elon Musk is like, my mom said, I can't fight Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) But now apparently it's back on uh, this circus. This comes from Insider right here. The headline is, the circus around Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg's much vaunted fight is getting stranger with suggestions that the bout could take place at the Coliseum. In Rome? In Rome. Okay. That one. All the right. circus around Who's the... fighting for Christendom? You know? <laughs> Neither one. I know. <laughs> the uh, circus around the potential fight between Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk is getting stranger with claims that it could take place... In Rome's ancient Colosseum, TMZ reported Friday that Italy's culture minister reached out to Meta CEO Zuckerberg to suggest staging the much-hyped contest at the legendary venue. Uh, Then Zuckerberg passed on the message to UFC's Dana White, whose people contacted the the senior Italian government official, according to TMZ. Around the same time the report was published, Musk tweeted, some chance the fight happens in the Colosseum. <laughs> he also linked to a scene from the comedy film, Monty Python's Life of Brian, which depicts a fight in Jerusalem's Colosseum, adding, need to work on my endurance. Uh, so it seems that the Tesla CEO could be eager to bring this much-hyped bout to one of the seven wonders of the world. Zuckerberg is a noted fan of Roman history, having spoken about the fascination with his fascination with Augustus Caesar and may have even chosen his cropped hairstyle to emulate the first century Roman em- emperor. It's still uncertain whether or not this fight will actually take place, <laughs> with Musk moms repeatedly trying to call off the fight, and his dad calling it a no-win situation for Elon in an interview with the son. But the world's richest person held an hours-long impromptu training session with the podcaster Lex Friedman on Tuesday, are you familiar with Lex Friedman? I know Lex
0: Friedman. He's a I, he has a interesting like mannerisms or something's wrong. You know, he's very monotone. Yeah, he's not. Yes. Like, he,
1: back he's in Russian. the day,
0: we would have called him a quarter off. You know, like he just, <laughs> he ain't a full bubble off. Yeah. But he's like a quarter bubble off.
1: Yeah, hey, hey, I think I've even heard him make the joke. That he's Russian, and oh, he, I didn't that's know as that. exciting as they get. Yeah. yeah, All right, that makes up for it now that I know he's Russian. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that helps.
0: Friedman doesn't sound like a Russian last
1: name. Well, I think he grew up here, ah. but I think he was born over there.
0: Okay, all right. So he's of Russian descent,
1: exactly. Okay, of Got Russian you. descent. Yeah. Uh, White previously told TMZ that both billionaires are dead serious about the fight. After he spent an hour and a half on the phone with both of them, I'm assuming this is two different calls, but he talked to both of them an hour and a half, the Coliseum has hosted some concerts in modern times like Elton John in 2005, but that only took place outside the walls due to the venue's ancient condition. Although ongoing restoration work means there could be larger events within the arena itself, which accommodated up to 80,000 spectators in Roman times. The BBC reported that it will have a retractable stage floor when the restoration is completed later this year when the culture ministry said that it would allow for concerts and theatrical performances. Meta, the Italian Ministry of Culture and a UFC spokesperson did not immediately respond to insiders request for comment. Hmm. So Who's your
0: money on? Uh I mean, I, Zuckerberg's younger. I think if and if he's been training right, yeah. I think if the fight was today, like right now, my money would be on Zuckerberg. But what if Elon like uses his NeuroLink and he does like Neo, (laughs) and he's like, I know kung fu, you know,
1: or something. I, I don't know. Yeah, I can also see like him going out and getting like the best trainer the world has, right, and then like training every day for a year. So, I don't know. remember
0: seeing a picture of Elon <laughs> without his shirt on one time he's like on a yacht and mm-hmm. he had a weird looking body like I have a weird looking body too, mm-hmm. so like you see me without a shirt on you're immediately like that guy can't fight, and that's what I <laughs> thought when I saw Elon so, yeah, my money's on Zuckerberg, but I wish Elon would win just because Zuckerberg's an alien right <laughs> right, so or an Android, yeah, something like that. And we're team human. Yeah, I'm always team human (laughs) until they take over. And I'm immediately switching sides. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. uh, I'm like a North Alabamian in the Civil War. Like, whichever one was (laughs) occupying the town was whose side they were on. You know? Mm -hmm. So they wouldn't get killed and raped and all that. So, yeah, that's me. Have their crops burned. Yeah. (laughs) Houses burned, (laughs) children (laughs) taken. (laughs) Yeah. As Sherman come marching through. They're like, we love the Union. <laughs> and then the Confederate general, you know, they're like, slavery is cool. I don't know what they would chant. So, yeah. Um, all right. Let's 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 talk about Nicole Sindeki here. All right. She was arrested during an employment meeting with the Sheriff's Department. Okay, It's never good. She was arrested at a job interview for the sheriff's office. Yeah, she was head to was trying to get a job down at the sheriff's office. Okay, <clears throat> this is in Marshall County, Indiana. A woman was arrested for driving under the influence during an employment meeting with the Marshall County Sheriff's Department. Oh no! According to the sheriff's department, Nicole Sundecki. 39 of Plymouth came in just before 9 a.m. for a scheduled meeting related to her inquiry into employment with the department. While speaking with Sundecki, Captain Jeff Snyder observed slurred speech along with an alcohol smell on her breath. She admitted to driving to the sheriff's department and consuming alcohol that morning. Um, Detective Lieutenant Les McFarlane obtained a certified breath test, which showed a result of 0.158, nearly twice the legal limit. Oh, my gosh. She was taken into the Marshall County Jail for operating a vehicle while intoxicated (coughs) and given a cash bond of $1,500. Now, (laughs) she just wanted to take the edge off. It's nervous going to a job interview, you know? Yeah. That had to be it, right? Or maybe she was just up all night the night before drinking. You know, it's like her best friend's birthday or something. And just hadn't all the way sobered up. We've all had a buddy show up to work that's had that same scenario happen before. That's what I think. But
1: I feel like that has to be some kind of wake-up call, you would think, wouldn't you? She's
0: a looker. <laughs> I mean, she's good-looking, number one. That's a good-looking woman. She probably just thought she could get away with it because she was pretty. You think so? More than likely, yes. (laughs) That's how pretty girls are sometimes. (laughs) If you're a pretty girl, if you're a pretty human, boy, girl, they, them, whatever, life is so much easier for y'all. They don't even realize how much easier it is. Mm -hmm. They start out with a cheat code, and the rest of us out here have to learn to be funny or how to roof make a, a lot house. of money. Yeah. How to roof a house. So You have to learn some skills to get by. Pretty people don't have to. Those are the people we should be going after in society. <laughs> <laughs> pretty privilege. <laughs> we need to dismantle pretty privilege. Because this lady is so pretty, she thought she could show up to the, drunk interview, at drunk, the interview. And still get the job. Mm-hmm. Didn't even understand. That's what happened. So everyone be sure to check her out.
1: <laughs> all right john this next story here we've been talking about a we've uh, mostly about yeah. the dangers of a right yes. how we're scared of it how it's going to take over absolutely one thing that we haven't mentioned is the positives okay about AI,
0: i'm assuming this is sex robots no not yet okay all right <laughs> not that good okay that's coming <laughs> no pun intended but uh
1: a California man creates an AI chat bot to waste the time of telemarketers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, something that we can all get sure, behind, right? I
0: love messing with telemarketers and scammers of all times. Uh-huh. Yes. It says here you can ignore calls from unknown numbers. You can hang
1: up immediately when you hear a recorded voice uh, of a telemarketer message. But you can also use a chat bot to mess with them. That's what one California man is doing with his chat GPT powered tool. Roger Anderson operates a subscription service called Jolly Roger and several thousand customers pay him $25 a year to use his product of mass distraction. The Wall Street Journal reports. (laughs) The goal is to keep the telemarketer or scammer on the line just to frustrate them and waste their time for trying to waste yours. But artificial intelligence does the heavy lifting. Anderson told the Wall Street Journal that his chatbots use a combination of preset expressions and topic specific responses that are fed through a voice cloner. So the telemarketer thinks he or she is actually trying to talk to a real person. The Wall Street Journal described one such interaction a chatbot named Whitey Whitebeard. <laughs> <laughs> He picked
0: up the he phone. He saw was at January 6th at the
1: Capitol. <laughs> <clears throat> he picked up a call from a recorded female voice with a warning about a Bank of America account. When Whitebeard said something back, the telemarketer call was transferred to a real person who tried to talk to the chat bot about credit card consolidation. <laughs> Anderson told the Wall Street Journal, It sounded like the caller was fishing for financial information that could be used in identity theft. But the caller, who apparently didn't work for Bank of America, only got goofy responses and drug out the conversation. (laughs) When asked about how much Whitebeard owes on his credit cards, Whitebeard said he just has so many of them and then just proceeded to describe them. Mm -hmm. Quote, there's one with a picture of a kitten on it and another with a lovely beach scene. Do you like kittens or beaches? (laughs) The chatbot responded. Wall Street Journal reports that this particular call lasted over six minutes before the telemarketer finally gave up, but some chatbot calls can last up to 15 minutes. There you go. So,
0: man, hats well, off to you, Mr. Yeah, Anderson. And that's a real man of genius, you know? <laughs> yeah. $25 is not that bad just to know you're, you are you have an ongoing joke going at all times. Right. Yeah. I would like to see transcripts of all of my chatbots. We need another
1: AI to search all those calls and pick out the good ones. Yeah, find the funniest ones. Yeah, find the funniest ones. Yeah,
0: absolutely. They need to record them all, Mm -hmm. and then they can release a compilation VHS or something for everybody to enjoy. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. I'm I'm pro-AI in this instance because I love messing with scammers. Which I've been getting a ton of duplicate, you know, like Miss Penny accounts here lately. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, every day I get two or three.
1: There's so many Miss Penny accounts.
0: Yeah. What's crazy is this guy that used to uh, work for me, I'm friends with him on Facebook. Now, this guy's, uh, he's not the brightest bulb in the box. Okay. So I guess he forgot his Facebook password. And he created a new one and he sent me a friend request, but I won't approve it because <laughs> if I ever see him again, and he's be like, why don't you send me a friend request? Why don't you approve my friend request? I would be like, well, I thought it was a duplicate, like a cloned account or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause you're already, I'm already friends with you on Facebook, but anyways, so it's been sitting out there for like a year. And the other day he just messaged me and was like, Hey, what's up? And I was like, I'm not answering this. Oh. Because this isn't somebody that I was friends with at all. Right. I don't know why they're trying to cultivate a relationship with me. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. It's very <laughs> weird. So and I normally approve everybody, mm-hmm. but he kinda gave me the feelings that we didn't need to be friends <laughs> oh, <laughs> by man. the end of the way our the way he ended his employment, the way everything else happened. So mm-hmm. yeah. Anyways. Huh. He's stalking me, y'all. <laughs> I'm <was> stalking. <laughs> For anybody that worked at Roller Poly, it was, he didn't work at roller Poly. So yeah. We worked together at another job. So hmm. all right. Um, let's see. All right. Wouldn't you like to get drafted into the NBA? Oh, uh, yeah. You have the size for it, right? Yeah. I mean, even if it was just, you know, sitting on the bench
1: and watching the gas, yeah. a great seat. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> How tall are you, Tony? 6'5. 6'5. You could be in the NBA. You're like a shooting guard in the NBA. <laughs> well, a TikToker with no basketball experience found a loophole to become NBA draft eligible. Nice. Jordan Haber's name will not be called in Thursday's NBA draft. Now, this is last Thursday. Mm -hmm. We've had a little hiatus here. (laughs) But the simple fact that he is among draft-eligible players this year is a feat in and of itself, especially considering he has never played basketball. He never played collegiately. He didn't play in high school or middle school. But the viral TikToker, who's a Heat fan, uh, and soon-to-be student at a uh, Carduzzo School of Law in New York discovered an NBA loophole to circumvent that minor detail. He says, I made a bet with my friends and I made, that I could make it into the NBA draft, and if you don't believe me, here's an NBA official email, and that's my email down there, he said, in a May 18th TikTok that showed the communication between him and the league. There's some, uh, there's some officially official paperwork I had to fill out that the NBA sent me. I think they're like, who is this kid? Why did he find the loophole into actually getting into the draft? Because that is not supposed to happen. Uh, But he said, I am now Jordan Haber, member of the 2023 NBA draft class, soon to be undrafted class. (laughs) Uh, So this kid read the NBA's collective bargaining, bargaining agreement to become eligible uh, and here's what he found out, that there's very few rules to get in. Uh, all he had to do was either have graduated from a four-year college or university okay. or, have, or at least be 19 years of age during the calendar year when the NBA draft was held. So that's everybody over, eight, over 19, right? Yes. I mean, if, uh,
1: if the rule is graduate from a four-year school or be over 19. Well,
0: you had to be over 19, and you had to have one calendar year elapse from your high school graduation. Gotcha. All right? So you can't just be 19. If I graduated at 18 in May, and the uh, whole season hadn't elapsed before mm-hmm. I turned 19. But
1: but so far, anybody yeah. one year removed from high school yes, can be in, draft right. eligible. Okay.
0: Or, the player has expressed his desire to be selected in the draft in a writing received by the NBA at least 60 days prior to such a draft. This is a declared an early entry player. So you send them a letter saying you want to play. That's all you got to do. <laughs> okay. And they send you back some forms. Uh, he said he's, he's 21 years old as of December 2022. He's a graduate of the University of Florida majoring in business and minoring in entrepreneurship and communication. And uh, because he had the wherewithal to reach out to the NBA 60 days prior to the date, he's an official member of the 2023 class. <laughs> uh, Does
1: that mean his name is, like, actually on the roster or whatever, the little paper that they're pulling from? Well, the,
0: the uh, L.A. Times reported that Haber's not among the <laughs> – 300 names included in an April memo sent to teams of draft eligible players. He is instead one of 18 names under a separate category of unknown individuals. <laughs> so apparently, 18 other people around the world have figured yeah. this out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and- I think I'm thinking of that moment from. Uh- Pirates of the Caribbean, where he's like, but you have heard of me. Right.
0: <laughs> I just say, I saw – there's really not a lot this ton funny about this story. I just thought it was kind of cool. That would be something I would do if I was smart <laughs> enough to do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that kid's name was in the NBA draft. If, of course, there's not. it's not like the baseball or NFL draft where there's a ton of rounds, but mm-hmm. it would be cool if somebody in the NBA just – Wasted a pick on him or something. <laughs> that would be end, hilarious. The last pick of the draft. That would be so cool. Yeah. But there's only, what, three rounds in the NBA draft? hmm And, you know, there's not a lot of people in the NBA. Probably, numbers-wise, the hardest sport to make as a pro. Because well, there's only 12 people on a team. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many is on a hockey team, though. Yeah, on here, Yeah. But. No idea. Yeah. Like, the NFL has got, like, 52 men on the <coughs> roster. <coughs> mm-hmm. And, and a practice squad of a few players so your chances are greater to make it in football if you don't get a concussion and end up like, murdering <laughs> your wife or something so yeah all right what's next, Tiny? <laughs> uh,
1: trying to think of something, how some way to segue into this. Next headline here, I'll just I'll just read the headline. <laughs> microscopic Louis Vuitton bag sells for more than $60,000. Okay. What is it about when you get just piles of money that
0: you just... just, do stupid stuff? You just do stupid stuff. I don't know, but I know I got it in me. That's (laughs) why God won't let me be rich. I would love to find out what that's like one day.
1: Uh, If you've even... If you're even a mild... I don't understand this sentence. If you've even a mild interest in luxury handbags, if you've got, is that what they mean by that? Yes. Okay. If you've got even a mild interest in luxury handbags, you have likely heard of the Chanel classic flat bag or the Hermes Birkin. Of course.
0: Yeah. You know, I'll take your, uh, I'll take your word for it. You know, we know handbags tiny,
1: but perhaps you have not heard of the microscopic bag by M S C H F. At less than .03 inches wide, the tiny microscopic handbag by New York-based art collective MSCHF is so small that the human eye can hardly see it, even if it's atop a fingertip. And yet, it sold for more than $60,000 at auction this week. Of course.
0: This is money laundering.
1: That's all this is. Neon green and made via a 3D printer using two photon polymesmeric printing methods. The bag, which is modeled after Louis Vuitton's famed on-the-go tote, is viewable through a microscope. Upon closer inspection via the microscope, one can see the LV monogram clearly on the bag's face. MSCHF smallware, which more technically which is more technically is uh, 700 microns. It was put up for auction by Jupiter, an online auction house founded by Pharrell Williams. According to Jupiter, it sold for $63,750. Uh, and that's that's pretty much it. Hmm. Uh, Kevin Wisner, the chief creative officer, told the publication that because Williams loves big hats, we made him an incredibly small bag. <laughs> He also claims that he believed the bag to be a funny object because it derives something from uh, rigorously functional, but it has basically become jewelry. They did not respond to the Guardian's request for comment on the sale or if they have plans to make more microscopic accessories. Like, what are you going to put in that bag? Yeah, right. Besides your sense, <laughs> yeah, I have
0: no idea. <laughs> oh, you'd lose it so fast. Do you, know many, do you know how many pocket knives I've lost in my life? <laughs> no, hundreds. <laughs> so, yeah, I would I would definitely lose that. <clears throat> but, yeah, rich people are just dumb. I yeah, mean, there's it, a point where you're just so rich you just do dumb stuff. You you get into a submarine and go look at the Titanic, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what rich people do. <laughs> yeah, I would do the same thing. I mm-hmm. would buy something stupid like this. Of course I would. So,
1: I would rather have like the world's largest Louis Vuitton bag. <laughs>
0: Maybe. You know, we went in the Louis Vuitton store in Hawaii. i tell you that. Uh, I think you did mention yeah. something like they that. They didn't like us in there. They, they didn't could like tell that at we all. didn't belong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Todd, our listener. Well, he went to Hawaii not long ago, too. Okay. Stayed, same place we stayed at. He posted nice. a picture, and I was like, that rock walls is where Deidre fell. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh. Louis Vuitton. I see people, like, I see people in like the Kangaroo Station with Louis Vuitton bags. I guess they're fake, right? Because you're like, this isn't. I have no idea. You, you know, like you don't appear to be, (laughs) right? You know, you look like you would have got ran out of Louis Vuitton store just like I did. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess those are fake. But I see those more than any other brand of handbag. Mm-hmm. Outside of like your normal stuff that middle class people carry, you know, like Michael Kors or whatever, you know, stuff like my wife would have. Let me ask you
1: this. As far as like name brand designer, whatever, mm-hmm. like what's, would you be willing to share what was your most prized <laughs> possession? Prize, like one article of clothing yeah, just something like, uh, do you own anything that's like, oh, man, he has a, a whatever, whatever.
0: They taught me. Like some kind of watch or something? I don't know. Well, I mean, I have several, several watches I'm proud of, mm-hmm. but I don't really go talking about all my watches. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one time I had to buy a blazer. This is like a right after college for something like a wedding or something. And Mm -hmm. I went to the shirt shop and they let me try on a blazer. And then they got me, they brought out this, you know, whatever their name brand was, they were carrying at the top of the line thing and put it on me. Felt like heaven. I paid like $600 for it. It was like an entire paycheck. That's how broke we were. That's how broke I was at the time. But I was also, you know, I was like delivering sandwiches and stuff. So, Mm -hmm. I wasn't making a ton of money, but also I wasn't very responsible with the money I had at that point <laughs> in time in life. I was just like, well, I can I could eat at the restaurant for the next two weeks, and I don't have any bills due, so I can buy this blazer. It was great. I love it. I'm too fat to wear it now. Though. Oh, no. Yeah. I still got to hang it hanging back there. Like I'll get it out every once in a while. <laughs> so that's the nicest, like... Article of clothing I've probably ever bought. Outside of like a full suit or something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Uh, you know, I don't think
1: I have anything. Yeah. It's really name brand. Uh, I do have a pair of Oakley sunglasses. Okay. Tara was really, 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 really wanting some. And the guy at the Oakley outlet store was like, well, we're doing this special. Oh, boy. Where if you get a pair, you get a clearance pair half off. Okay. So I got a a clearance pair of $60 Oakleys. Sweet. That I wear. So okay. I got the, I got to guess that's the, probably the
0: most fancy schmancy yeah. thing I've got. Now I've bought are like coach bags and stuff like that before, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't know. I don't know that I've ever bought her like any super nice clothes. Cause most of the stuff I buy her like clothes wise, I don't think she really likes. So. Right. You would think after this long, I would understand her fashion sense, <laughs> but I don't know why she doesn't want to wear a halter top and a denim <laughs> mini skirt. <laughs> I think that looks rocks. <laughs> like you can wear it for me to make me happy. Uh yeah. I I don't know. I try like everything I put on, it doesn't matter how expensive I wear, or you know, like clothes I can go to the most expensive shop and get stuff. I look like an idiot and everything. <laughs> I don't know why I'm a close. I think it's because I have this weird shaped body with this gut, but I'm essentially skinny for the most part uh-huh. like in my arms and everywhere else. Nothing fits me right. I just look like a dope no matter what it is. So at some point, I quit wasting time worrying too much about it. I just try to look as nice as I possibly can. Yeah,
1: I feel the same way. Yeah.
0: I'm like, t-shirt
1: and jeans that's who you are tiny don't 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 get fancy don't get it
0: don't get out of the wheelhouse (laughs) yeah but then like i work the guy in the office next to me who owns my company is like the most sharp dressed man in the world Mm -hmm. you know and i look at him like i would like to look cool like that you know (laughs) but i can't pull it off i don't know how to do it i need i need a queer eye for the straight guy (laughs) you need a to come rescue me, <laughs> yeah. I need a homosexual friend. <laughs> this is what I need. <laughs> that knows about fashion that will help me out. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't know. I'll, I can't do it. I, I try, but I can't. So what I've done, this I still is- try to look like it's the
1: nineties. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Speaking of the nineties, I watched a. There's a Netflix documentary. I watched two episodes yesterday. On the American Gladiators TV show. Oh, is there? Yes. Dude. It was okay. I mean, I wasn't great, but it's just I heard wild. something about that. I heard that the
1: gladiators on that show were making almost nothing.
0: Yeah, I think so, and they were putting yeah, lives so, and, in danger. Yeah, and some of them like got seriously hurt. Yes, very little safety, anything oh, like that. But the nostalgia of just watching the clips of the show, is it was amazing. You know, I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. I remember sitting... <laughs> Like, I would watch, like, what I can't remember all their names. I'll watch, like, Gemini get booted off of the little pedestal he was on. Well they had different ones, yeah. Didn't oh, yeah. They? yeah. Right. It was like but I would be like, I remember watching this exactly when it happened. Like this exact scene, mm-hmm. I was in my living room sitting on the couch. My mom was cooking salmon patties. You know, <laughs> that's <laughs> how strong a nostalgia I had. Dun watching. dun 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 dun. Yeah.
1: dun, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Such a great show. I wish they would do it again. I remember there was an episode where Stephen Urkel and Carl were on the American Gladiators. <laughs> oh, for real? The, sh- the Family Matters show. Like, I don't know if the actors were right. actually doing it. Right. But, yeah, there was a...
0: That was pretty funny. They, they were mad a... at
1: each other, and they had a grudge match on American <laughs> Gladiators.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm going to watch some more of it. It didn't, like... <coughs> it didn't hook me where I was like, I got to watch this. If I never watch another one, I won't care. Right. It was just watching those scenes, I was like, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it took me right back to my house and fat sitting and watching it on that big wood TV that we had.
1: If I remember the show, the show was they had a bunch of gladiators. Right. I think muscle muscle men and women. Steroid addicts. Basically like wrestling. Yes. But instead of wrestlers fighting each other in the ring – this was like wrestlers. They would get like regular Joe Schmoes come yeah, on the show right. and get
0: pummeled yes. by the gladiator. Exactly. Yeah. Or sometimes they would be the gladiator. You know, mm-hmm. like in a joust match or whatever. It would knock the gladiator off the little thing. You know. Yeah. And then you would root. You would be happy for that dude. The average Joe. Mm-hmm. Now these were probably a little more average than you and I. You know, it wasn't like me and you and they're trying to do it or we're having to take breaths you know like breaks to catch our breath and stuff those people were in shape but still it was like the people off wipeout
2: yeah right yeah
0: (laughs) i think a lot of them uh in the early days were like uh stuntmen and stuff that they got to come in and Mm -hmm. you know because they were like well these people know how to fall and not get hurt and all that but yeah it's pretty wild Anyways, that has nothing to do with the podcast. It just popped in my brain. I
1: always wanted to do the one where the gladiators up there shooting tennis balls Absolutely. at them. And they yeah.
0: got to try to run through, yes, the little, through all the little obstacles yes. and hide behind those things and fire one off back at them. Yes. I always wanted to do that. Yeah, that would be so much fun. <laughs> I bet you those tennis balls probably hurt. They hadn't got down to that. The gauntlet or whatever <laughs> it was called to, to talk about that. Uh, but, yeah, I'll, I'll – uh, I'll keep you updated on it, or check it out. You know, you can mm-hmm. watch it. You have a Netflix password, I'm sure. I do. They've cracked down on sharing passwords, though.
1: They have, and because uh, we we share our Netflix, I haven't heard from <laughs> from our friends oh, if, yeah. if they've been
0: cut off or not. Ours, you had to confirm that you were part of the household or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, so we just told like Deidre's mom has it to say yes. And then we'll see what happens after that. Yeah. Oh, if they charge us, we'll just say, "Okay, mm-hmm. y'all get your own." <laughs> no. quit freeloading. <laughs> okay, a Harvard professor who studies honesty is accused of falsifying data in studies. Ugh.
1: Falsified data in a study? You That's don't right. say.
0: Uh, over the last few weeks, allegations have surfaced against Francis. Frances- <sighs> Francesca Gino, a prominent Harvard Business School, and sounds like a mobster, too. (laughs) It does. Uh, Who has been accused of falsifying results in several behavioral science studies. On June 16th, the Chronicle of Higher Education reported that Max Bazerman, a Harvard Business School professor and co-author who published a paper in 2012 alongside Gino, said that Harvard informed him that it believed one of the studies overseen by Gino had falsified results. The paper in question is on findings published in and later retracted by the proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, and it surrounded an experiment that asked participants to fill out tax and insurance paperwork. Hmm. I guess it was honesty. If they were studying honesty, right. what better things to have somebody try to not cheat on is their taxes and insurance. (laughs) Uh, Many written forms required by business and governments rely on honest reporting. Proof of honest intent is typically provided through signature at the end like a tax or insurance form. Still, sometimes people cheat to advance their financial self-interest at great cost cost to society. We test an easy-to-implement method to discourage dishonesty Signing at the beginning rather than at the end of a self-report, thereby reversing the order of the current practice the paper's abstract read. So all they did was move the signature line. So for some reason, they had to lie about it. Let's hmm. see. Uh, the study claimed to have discovered that participants who were asked to sign truthfulness declarations at the top of the page were more honest than those who were asked to sign at the bottom. Um Batesman, though, said uh, the university provided a 14-page document that included compelling evidence of data falsification, including the discovery that someone accessed a database and added and altered data in the file. Mm. He went on to deny any involvement in the alleged data tampering, telling the Chronicle, I didn't have anything to do with it. So he's blaming it on his buddy. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. He's like, no, that's Geno. Y'all know how he is. Well, somebody did it. Yeah. Uh, a day later, a blog called Data Colada, uh, which is run by three behavioral science academics, sounds like a, a, just a wild website, but it's just fun <laughs> to go to, published a four-part series of posts that detailed extensive evidence of the alleged fraud in four academic papers co-authored by Gino. Yeah. We discovered evidence of fraud in papers spanning over a decade, including papers published quite recently in 2020, the blog author said. Uh, In the fall of 2021, we shared our concerns with the Harvard Business School. Specifically, we wrote a report about four studies for which we had accumulated the strongest evidence of fraud. We believe that many more Geno-authored papers contain fake data, perhaps dozens, of scholars said. So... uh, To the best of their knowledge, none of Gino's co authors carried out or assisted with the data collection for the studies in the questions, uh, or the studies in questions, the scholar said. Um, Speaking to the New York Times, a man who identifies himself as Gino's husband said, is obviously something that is very sensitive that we can't speak on right now. So Hmm. he's fired. (laughs) the Supreme Court dabbed on Harvard this week it's a tough week for Harvard take that (laughs) nerds yeah um sorry I have a text message oh sorry (coughs) okay yeah so uh so what can you trust yeah if you can't trust a university like Harvard to be honest about honesty uh, be, yeah to yeah a study about honesty right, and the dad is not honest, I think this speaks to the um total depravity of man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Because back to what my mom said. Trust no one. Trust
0: no one. <laughs> that
1: might be the most wise piece of advice ever given. I mean, if we can't if we can't trust scientists sure. to be honest with their right. report, maybe the earth is
0: flat. Maybe it is flat. I haven't been to space. Right. Maybe we didn't need that COVID vaccine, Tiny.
1: <laughs> you mean the one that doesn't even work and you have to take <laughs> no. it every
0: six months. It's like go get your 20th booster. Yeah. yeah.
1: Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh not to go full alt right, (laughs) but it really, really bothers me that I I read last week that patient zero were two scientists that worked at the lab. I did too. Right? Confirmed. So like lab leak. Yeah. You know, it's it's a done deal now. Right. So this virus was created in a lab. Yeah. Leaked out, went on to kill millions of people. Sure. Uh Pharmaceutical companies went on to make millions of dollars. Billions, probably. Yes, Selling us a shot that doesn't even work, and you have to take it every six months. Right. And we're all just okay with this. Oh, yeah. Nothing's going to happen.
0: My favorite part of the whole COVID ordeal was when it first started- And the news was like, you know, it came from Wuhan, China. Mm -hmm. And then I read something on the internet. Was like, hey, guess what? Wuhan, China, China has a coronavirus lab there. You know, Mm -hmm. and so people were like, well, surely it came from the lab. And everybody's like, you're racist if you say that. (laughs) (laughs) And and I was like, well, well, no, it, it seems logical. That the, It could have come from there, right? Yeah, the coronavirus lab is right there. Why, why could it not come from that? Seems logical. And they're like, no, you're racist. And so then I was like, I guess some dude ate a bat. You
1: know, that makes sense. That I makes that. perfect
0: sense. Or a pingala. I didn't yeah, know what or, a, yeah.
1: I didn't even know what that
0: was. Yeah, right. Some kind of anteater armadillo crossbreed. <laughs> like, yeah, that all makes perfect sense. Yeah. And we had to believe it. Or people would make fun of you or tell you, you were dumb or you didn't believe in science or you were racist. And then they're like Well, I guess it did come from the coronavirus lab.
1: (laughs) In Wuhan, China. They're like, oopsie.
0: (laughs) Sorry you got called a racist on the internet by a bunch of strangers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, you were actually right. I would like to see a retraction from them. Is that
1: that lab still doing its thing? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, so everyone's just okay with that. Yeah,
0: it's fine.
1: Millions of deaths. Sure. No, this fine. Well,
0: I think... It is probably necessary to study viruses and infectious diseases,
1: but is it necessary to
0: make them up? I don't know that we need to be mutating them. Like gain of function yeah, research, right. should,
1: should we? Should we maybe should not say,
0: be doing that? I don't know that that's necessary. Like maybe we we overcome the problems as they arise naturally. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we don't make them worse, right? You get, a cons-
1: you get called a conspiracy theorist for this, but it's almost like they want to do this so they can sell more drugs. I mean,
0: I could see that, yeah. possibly. yeah. Or they want to control the world's populations like the Georgia Guidestones said. <laughs> Either one. <laughs> Somebody took those out. We just quit talking about that, too. I don't think they ever know who did who knew who did it, right? They, I never heard anything. Yeah, just that it was blown up, just blown up, cleaned up within like two days. And with like tannerite, never yeah, with tannerite. <laughs> some old redneck did. I it. think a lot of tannerite. A lot of tannerite, but
1: tannerite will do some damage. Also, there was supposed to be a time capsule, but they never found one.
0: Yeah, I don't think they found it. Because mm-hmm. the Illuminati had to come and get it, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of weird stuff happened around Corona. A lot of weird stuff. Yeah. And there we go. I got vaccinated. I'm an ally. I want the (laughs) government to know I'm an ally. I got my vaccination. I let you get two. And then I was like, no more after that. I'm not going for a shot every six weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some people still are, though. I still see people wearing masks every once in a while. I don't hate that, you know, if you want to wear a mask. I mean, yeah, if someone wants to wear a mask, then, hey, you do you. Yeah, right. That's kind of my thing, too. Yeah. But there was a point where you get yelled at at the Dollar General if you didn't have a mask on. Yeah. You know, people were real mad about it.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I remember, John, I'd be sitting in a 100-degree heat, and I would have some manager walk through and be like, hey, pull your mask up, because I had my mask like oh, under yeah, my nose. Knows. Yeah, pull your mask up. And I'd get in trouble for that. Yeah. But some dude somewhere that actually cooked all this crap up in a Petri dish and released it into the world, (laughs) nothing. Nothing. He's
0: not even going to get suspended from work. No. He should at least come (laughs) do a tour of each country and be like, for 30 minutes, I'll go to town square, y'all throw tomatoes at me, and Mm -hmm. then I'll move on to the next country and let us all get a little bit of revenge. He's really screwed a lot of stuff up. Yeah, he should have to go
1: take selfies near every single gravestone. Yeah. True. <laughs> you know?
0: That is what do you think goes through his mind when he's laying down at night? Oh, dude. Probably nothing. He's I've probably killed, like I killed 20 million people. Or how many
1: were people killed? I don't I don't know how many people would kill. He's probably like, Bobot's got nothing on me. Right.
0: I am the man. I'm the man. <laughs> take that, Ted Bundy. <laughs> Maybe that was it. He was watching serial killer documentaries on Netflix. I <laughs> was like, I'm way better than these I can these do guys. better than I that. I can do this easy. Yeah. 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 Everybody will be saying it's because some dude ate a bat. You know? yeah, and I'm not going to spend a minute in jail. Never. Yeah. No one will ever do
1: anything. I'm just going to keep eating at five-star restaurants sure, and sleeping on a pile of money. Yeah,
0: getting a check from the pharmaceutical companies <laughs> once a quarter. <laughs> I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fine. <sighs> well, we went really off into Rogan land. <laughs> you know, I felt like I was RFK and you were Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't even watched that RFK Joe Rogan thing but uh I've seen it. What this is this is the most American thing to say in the world. RFK's voice makes me where I can't listen to it. I tell you what. He I, sounds like Kermit the Frog smoked some crack. I love what he says. Yeah.
1: But man, is it hard to listen what, to what?
0: him. Was he, was he like a male cheerleader and he strained his voice or something? Or a football coach? You know, that's what he sounds like. No, I think it, there was
1: some kind of injury. Like I don't know what it was okay. from. but so He got a it, judo chop to the vocal cords. I don't know. The CIA tried to get him. But uh, I tell you what, he's I mean, he's he he's got some good stuff to say. I will say that Rogan interview was like ninety percent vaccines. Oh yeah, I'm sure. So well I was hoping to hear more about some some of his other issues, but <laughs> they
0: spent the whole time <laughs> talking about vaccines. Well, um that nerd scientist, didn't I talk about that last week when we were together? So there's some he's like a scientist at Baylor or somewhere. Okay. And he, after RFK went on the show with Rogan, he like posted oh, on Twitter. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that was like you know all his vaccine disinformation people, whatever. And, and so, Rogan was like, "Won't you come on the show? Yeah, and tell us where we're wrong. Tell and us where we're like, wrong. No." Yeah. And he's like, "No." And then for like a week, he was posting articles of people going, "This is why you don't, you know, you don't engage conspiracy theorists and all that." Yeah. But I was called a conspiracy theorist for saying the the coronavirus that took over the world came from the coronavirus lab. Mm-hmm. So at what point or why, why can't we have an honest conversation about it all? all yeah,
1: Joe Rogan, he offered to pay. It was like $100,000 like $100, yeah. to a charity of his choice. And he was like, I'm not going to do it for less than uh, $50 million. 50 million. <laughs>
0: yeah, right. Ridiculous.
1: And Joe's like, yeah, yeah, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Half of all my wealth should go to a charity of your choice
0: for you to come do one debate on my podcast. Joe should have been like, what do you think I am, a pharmaceutical company? (laughs) I don't have that kind of money, man. (laughs) Who do you think I am, Pfizer? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Um, I was glad Trump got us the vaccine. You know, <laughs> people forget that was Trump. It was. It was, yeah. He Operation said it was a good thing. Speed. Still says it was a good thing, mm-hmm. which I don't know that it was bad at all. I have had no problems from the vaccine. Right. Every once in a while, I wake up with a metal taste in my mouth. <laughs> I'm kidding. My only problem with the vaccine is that it didn't work. Yeah. But
1: They said it ended transmission with you. It didn't. They said it stopped you from getting it. It didn't. Yes. Now they're saying it may help a little bit. It may help your body fight it off if you do catch coronavirus. Right. But you've got to take it every six months.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was like a constant revenue stream for the people who made it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, just take it every six months, guys. And, like, that guy that Rogan was trying to get to come on his show, he was the one that was out there going – it's a safe vaccine. It's good to take. You know, all you're going to need is two shots and you'll be fine. Then he came back and be like, well, now we need a third booster. We've seen the studies have come back. And, mm-hmm. you know, but definitely your third booster, you're going to be good. Yeah, you're not going to infect anybody. You're not going to get infected and all that. And then like six weeks later, he's like, we found that you need a fourth booster. <laughs> you know? It's and, also not going to stop you from getting it. Yeah, it's
1: not, not going to stop you from transmitting it. Yes.
0: Right. Well, what are we taking it for? Yeah, it seems like uh, it's a little unnecessary. Yeah. But unless you want to make billions of dollars off of people. Hmm. Whatever. Crash our economy. <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> force people not to go to houses of worship. Yeah. All of that. Not to go to their place of employment, cause businesses to shut down. And we're all just going on about our lives. <laughs> yeah. It was like, wow, that was a wild time. And as
1: all this is happening... There's a group of people who actually cooked this up in a, in a lab and let it go, and they're just laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's how it works, Tiny. <laughs> you know, good things do happen to bad people. <laughs> sure. Well, it just reaffirms what we all know, and that is, rich people don't get in trouble. Right. (laughs) Right. They don't. That's just the way life works. We know this. Hunter Biden. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hunter Biden. The most awesome dude. I mean, he rocks so hard. I love that he keeps getting away with everything. It's made me a bigger fan of him. He's like, tax problems? Oh, no big deal. (laughs) My daddy's a president. What are y'all going to do to me? Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you who's going to pay my back taxes, this Hollywood fundraiser. Sure, right. I'm going to have a Ukrainian oligarch send me millions of dollars. I'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. More power to him. That's how the game works. That's why you want to get rich, mm-hmm. you know? So you just got to get rich. So you don't get in trouble. Yeah. Keep advancing your family one generation at a time, one closer step closer to being rich. Sooner or later, they all to get there. Yeah. That's how it works. So... Then they won't get in trouble. (laughs) And orcas will attack their yachts. (laughs) We'll be fine. We want to thank our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Mutant Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order the spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, bat soup, pangolin, (laughs) pork chops, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on anything will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you can also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, the Piggly Wigglies in Taylorville, and on Lurley Wallace in Northport, Mark's Mart, and South Finest Meats. All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick, but it doesn't burn your lips. World-famous Cajun Curl by of Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that
1: you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. All right. All right, John, we say we go to the phones. Okay. First call.
2: So I don't have anything odd, but my name's Decca. I haven't been a long time listener, and um, I don't know. I just kind of like enjoy the sentiment about um, like you're not really suicidal, but you definitely had the thought of yeah, like if this is my time. Let's let's do this thing, God. Because I don't know. I've just been really um, tested lately, and I don't think that I'm suicidal. I'm definitely down and out, but I don't think I'm suicidal. But, I do appreciate knowing that there are fellow Christians out there that are like, okay, after the day I've had, like, I would be okay with this being the end. I don't know. I guess I just always look at it as like, um there's gotta be something better after this. Uh, um, anyway, I'm really enjoying the podcast. I like to listen. Um, Keep it up.
1: Thanks. Becca, thank you so much for calling in. Yeah. And absolutely, we do not uh, encourage anyone to be suicidal. No, don't. But there is a piece that comes with just, you know.
0: Well, I think there is. That's the thing. Like, of course, I'm happily. I'm never serious about anything I say. (laughs) But, (laughs) you know, there is something better beyond this. Right. I, I don't know that we need to get there on our own. You know, exactly. Outside of eating unhealthily and <laughs> <laughs> never exercising, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe participating in dangerous activities from time to time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've yeah, I mean, I, I I've said it before, half in jest, but being alive is no fun. You know, like it's a lot of work to be alive. I don't get to relax. I'm not rich. You know? <laughs> Who would? Uh, life is a struggle. Yeah, but. As you said, you know, because of the harsh conditions of the step. (laughs) That's what makes you great. That's what makes you great, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. I mean, the thing that I take comfort in is I feel like that uh, I'm strong enough to overcome any situation, you know? I I guess maybe that's hubris on my part, Mm -hmm. but it's like whatever I'm going through, God knew about it way before it happened Right. so you know whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen he made me for this situation I get out of it it may suck for a while but it's not always gonna suck mm-hmm. you know and that's been my experience is life will suck but it doesn't always suck Interspersed dispensed in that suck is really <laughs> great moments you know and like my dad said the sun's gonna come up tomorrow right yeah he's yeah. Just hit another hit another lick at him right mm-hmm. yeah What's uh, Yeah you Just hit a lick at it the Next day And sooner or later That problem's over with You'll have a Season of Goodness And then another problem Will come back And that's just how life works And once you accept That fact I think it's a lot easier To deal with mm-hmm. You know Like hey well Life's gonna suck From time to time But it's not gonna suck All the time so, Right Yeah And that's how I get around it That's how I don't Go nuts But,
1: but maybe remember. I nuts But remember, when the Mongols struggled to survive ceased, (laughs) so too did their empire.
0: That's right. (laughs) So there is something to be said about the struggle. mm -hmm. You know, I think, you know, that's how we become refined into the people that we're supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, in some
1: ways, it feels almost like a mean joke. But, well, back during COVID, remember they said that most people who went on a respirator didn't come off of one right Yeah, because there's just something about when your body doesn't have to breathe for itself yeah it's,
0: it's just not going to do it right so well life's difficult for everybody I guess unless you're like a billionaire I can't imagine what their life is I know they have problems too you know <laughs> it's just not our problems yeah their problems seem like the big problems that we have like your mama dies or you mm-hmm. know you go through a divorce or whatever you know they don't have the day-to-day problems so of, I got to shell out $1,000 to get my air conditioner fixed. and I, Oh, uh, you know, I,
1: I forgot to mention this. Our van needs another transmission. Oh, boy. So,
0: yeah, that's fun. Wow. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: All that. that overtime I've worked. I know where it's going. <laughs> it's going
0: for a new <laughs> that transmission. That and more. We had to put a new transmission in our minivan. Mm-hmm. Forgot that. Might should have warned you before you bought one exactly <laughs> like it.
1: It wouldn't have worked. You can't tell Tara what she is or is not going to get. We got a reworked one or what? We didn't buy a brand well, new. Well, that's what yeah. we're getting one. Is it, is it made by a company in Jasper?
0: I don't know where it came from. Okay. Well, we, this one is. We had it done in Fed though at Selman's Garage. So, okay. Yeah, there are good people down there. Mm-hmm. Plug for Selman's Garage in Fed, Alabama. Shout out to Turk and all them, Vernon and everybody else. So this one's being done by Kimber's dad. He's got a auto shop. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good.
1: Yeah. That's a good resource to have. Oh yeah. 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 And now it's it's <laughs> it's not
0: free labor. Yeah. Good. But right. I, I, I trust him. Sure. Right. I mean that's a big thing. Yeah. Thomas's car to shop right now with air conditioning problems. Deidre was like, we had to get it fixed. And I reminded her that the first two cars I owned didn't have air conditioning.
1: Yeah, I, I said, you know what my air conditioner is? Yeah, the window. <laughs> the two roll-down windows? Yeah, roll
0: down the window. Yeah. You'll be fine, right? No, she can't have her little baby boy riding around being hot <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> I was like, Deirdre, I drove one of those cars to South Dakota and back with no air conditioning at all. We bought a, a little, like, fan that you plugged into the cigarette lighter. To have a little more air circulating, and me and my buddy would fight over which way it would turn because we immediately broke the oscillation factor. It had an oscillator where it would go from each side, we immediately broke that. Like, we weren't even to Coleman, Alabama before we broke that. And so then we just had to fight over where it was pointing. So, and it's the struggle that makes you the strong turn me into the man I yes. am today. <laughs> Speaking of that, now my mom is texting me. Okay. <laughs> well,
1: anyway, and then uh, we have another message from Nicole.
2: Hey, guys. It's Nicole. Um, I think the idea for a hunter safety course or a gun safety course is excellent. But I did think it was hilarious. Um, I feel like the reaction among liberals would be like their reaction among conservatives to sex education. Um, or teaching people how to use condoms and I feel like it's kind of the same thing like the same reasons why you need to teach gun safety is the same reason why you need to teach how to put on a condom listen, one of these days you're probably going to have to handle one of these things in person and you need um, to know what to do just in case something goes off without you expecting. and yeah, I think both should be taught in school maybe like back to back I don't know. Just an idea. Thanks for the great show as
0: always, guys. Have a good day. <laughs> That's a good point.
1: That's a good point. I agree with her. The only thing I can maybe see some controversy well, outside of the usual, you know, yeah. you can can you believe this? Right. Yeah, let's go, Brandon. They're trying to... But I, I can see there might be some uproar about when there are some people who are wanting to teach this in elementary school. Sure.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I would say... You know, I, I don't have any condom experience, but... I know to keep both firearms and my penis pointed <laughs> in a safe direction at all times. Because you never know
1: when it's going to go you off. You never know when it's going to go off.
0: <laughs> I, have, uh, I have a uh, hairpin <laughs> trigger sometimes. <Yeah. laughs> Very low pressure. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Yeah, people freak out over sex ed. Mm-hmm. I think, like I say, yeah, we're teaching gun education to elementary school kids. Maybe we don't need to teach sex education to them either. Yeah. Agreed. So. Yeah. Let's wait till they're closer to sexual maturity. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: When they're also more likely to start shooting people. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Statistically. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, basically, base it all around from that that weird moment from when little boys go from being sweet little boys into being super horny, murderous, (laughs) violent beasts. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, that usually is 13 to 15, yeah, <laughs> somewhere around in there. <laughs> oh, we'll see. <laughs> uh, good calls today. <laughs> yeah. Great calls. Yeah. Any more? We don't have any calls, but we do have some
1: questions.
2: And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. <laughs>
1: Uh, we like to ask questions on this show. If you have any questions for John or me, you can head on over to our Discord server, link in the show notes, and you can go to the questions, questions, questions sub-channel. Uh, we also have a website, and you can just send them in straight from there, too, at the uh, the contact page. Our first question comes from uh, Nicole. Does Deidre have an opinion about Pat Sajak's retirement and passing the baton to Ryan Seacrest? Of course she does. (laughs) What is it? I'm I'm
0: looking back for the text where she sent it to me. Uh, Could we call her? I don't know. where. Hold on. Let me see if she's... Libby's auditioning for Legally Blonde. Let me see if she's there or at home. Hold on here. Hello? Hey. Hold on. Let me turn my phone up. Hey, Deidre? Hi.
1: Hey, how's it going? Uh, Do you have an opinion about Pat, Pat Sajak's retirement? And passing the put- baton on to Ryan Seacrest.
3: Well, I, I don't care that Pat Sajak's retiring, but I'm very um disappointed in the choice of Ryan Seacrest for sure.
1: Oh, okay. Why is that?
3: I just don't, I don't, I would not choose him. I was super disappointed when I saw it.
0: <laughs> who, do you, who would you pick?
3: I don't know. Maybe they should just let Vanna step down and be the host and then let Pat Sajak's daughter, who they've been grooming, be the new Vanna. Huh. Just let it be a whole lady show.
0: No, we can't have that. (laughs) We need a man on there to tell everybody (laughs) what the turn it is, right? No. Okay. (laughs) What about Louis C. K? (laughs) She don't know who Louis C. K. is. (laughs) Do you know who Louis Do you know who No? Uh uh. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, Wayne Brady?
3: (laughs) No. Huh. I, think v- I think Vanna and Pat Sajak's daughter. Okay. That's the perfect pair.
0: Yeah, maybe so. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Vanna doesn't have much personality.
3: <laughs> well, let let, Pete, let Pat's daughter do the hosting then.
0: That'd be kind of bad. Like Vanna's still turning letters. Yeah. Is Drew Carey still doing Prices Right?
3: Uh, yeah. I
1: guess. Hmm. I was yeah. about to say, so he couldn't do he couldn't to go do Will of Fortune. He can do another one. <laughs> he can do another no, one.
3: That, that,
1: that was a poor choice too. Oh yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah.
3: I don't like him
1: either. Well, what about Steve Harvey?
3: <laughs> He's funny. you love Steve
1: Harvey. <laughs> yeah. I so they Steve they Harvey. they went right when they put Steve Harvey
0: on Family uh-huh. Feud. Okay. That was a good choice. Two
3: thumbs up on that one. <laughs>
0: All right. Any other game show talk you want to talk about? No. No. I
3: don't know of anything else.
0: Hmm.
3: I'm not. I'm no good at Jeopardy. I'd stick to Wheel of Fortune and Family Feud.
0: Do you want to talk about how much you missed me while I was gone to summer camp?
3: I did miss you. The dishwasher had to be emptied by me. The grass <laughs> had to be taken out by me. The dog had to be fed by me.
0: Well,
1: I do a whole lot
0: around there. I don't get a lot of thanks for it. <laughs> Credit to John. Credit to me. I'm the best housewife ever. <laughs> well, thank you for your uh, opinion. Well, I love you. Love you. Bye-bye. All right. There Good it is. Right. Yeah, she texted me back when it was announced. The, a screenshot of the article and it said, are you kidding me? I'm disappointed. <laughs> Is she disappointed enough to quit watching? I should have asked her that. Uh, no, of course not. She's going to keep yeah. watching.
1: And I've, Well, Ryan Seacrest will probably grow on her. Yeah. I she,
0: responded to her that I'd be praying for her during this difficult time.
1: <clears throat> was, she, uh, was she ever at any point into American Idol? Oh, yeah. Well, did Ryan Seacrest get on her nerves then?
0: No. Okay. No. I think... There is a uh, Seacrest saturation. Like oh, okay. he got on too much stuff, right? You know, and so Deidre got. tired. I mean, he was doing everything. Yeah, so. he was on everything, and Deidre got tired of him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. Ryan Seacrest doesn't bother me. I don't like Will of Fortune. You know, <laughs> I just watch it because she watches it. <laughs> it's a r- ridiculous game show. Let's just guess letters and then try to figure out the words. It's like a crossword puzzle. That's what you're watching somebody figure out, I guess, without clues or very little. I do remember when it was when we were young, you would win like $500 on the puzzle and you immediately had to pick out your prizes behind you. you mm-hmm. know? And it'd be like, oh, we're going to get a new Barca lounger or whatever you know, or a, a new TV with our money. That part was cool. I wish they would do that still. They don't do that, so. Remember when
1: Louie Anderson was hosting Family, Family Feud? Feud? Louie Anderson, actually, kind of funny. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> I do remember that. Uh, what was the dude, too? Ray Kroc hosted Family Feud. He committed suicide. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. He sure did. Hmm. And then uh, who was the original host that kissed everybody? Richard. <laughs> Richard something. Yeah. Yeah, something. But Steve Harvey's the man on it. Dieter well what she watches Family Feud reruns like I watch in practical jokes.
1: <laughs> uh all right. Next question comes from Cash Money Oddity Thousand Air. What's on y'all's bucket list? He says he would like to hike the Appalachian Trail.
0: Okay. Uh, the only thing in life I have that I want to see or do is the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. and hmm That's it. I've done everything else. I mean, there's stuff that would be cool to see, and I'd love to go to Greece or Egypt or any of the Holy Land, but that ain't something that I feel like I gotta do. I gotta see the Grand Canyon once. So, you know, this is a man that
1: reading that that is a really depressing question. Yeah, because I don't. I've been so focused on trying to just, you know, I don't think I've ever sat down and thought about okay, I've what put, what are things yeah. I need to do before I right. die.
0: I've never put together a bucket list or anything like that and tried to check items off. Just when that term came into the lexicon, you know, Mm -hmm. how many ever years ago, I was like, Grand Canyon is really the only thing that's left out there for me that I truly desire to see. Mm -hmm. So, Which we've planned like two trips there and just never went through. You know, something came up or whatever. So we'll eventually get there. Was a little mean. The kids wouldn't let me have a window seat on the way to LA, (laughs) so I could look at it when we went over (laughs) it. I was very mad about that. Well, Um, couldn't you just like try to like lean over them? Well, I was sitting in the middle of the plane, and they were over there, all three of them, (laughs) little monkeys. and they were determined not to let me see it because that's how my family works. If you can ruin somebody's fun, <laughs> you always ruin somebody's fun. That's just the way we operate. Okay. That's how we show love to each other. <laughs> it's by trying to ruin their lives. Yeah, just making their just being a pissant. <laughs> There's no better term for it. That's what we are, and we do it all the time. And so okay. it would have turned into like a tickle fight. And them slapping me and all that. I didn't need a TSA (laughs) agent tackling me and duct taping me to the chair. on my make-a-wish plot. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't push the issue. I did ask Thomas if I could change seats with you. He was on the aisle seat, Mm -hmm. so closest to me, and he refused. And I was like, little buddy, you were my first, you know, you were my Mm -hmm. first friend. I was your first friend come on, do your dad a solid. He was like, no, I don't want to move. And I was like, I would, I would drop kick you right now if we were at our house. <laughs> we would fight. Did they even bother to look themselves? Oh, no, they were going, it's their grand canyon. <laughs> <laughs> <Livia Hudson-Wire. laughs> Didn't even let me see it. <coughs> and that's wow. fine. Maybe i die without doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe that's what I get, you know, for the life I've lived is the only thing I really want to do. The Lord won't let me ever catch a glimpse. So <laughs> it. it's like the promised land, you know.
1: I'm like, e- editor's note, clip this <laughs> and play it for John's kids <laughs> at, at his, his funeral. funeral. <laughs> 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 I respect them
0: more for preventing me to do it <laughs> than if they had him. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Huh. And last question here,
0: why does Spiller sell Amish buggies? Do y'all sell Amish buggies? We have some buggies for sale. Okay. One of them is an Amish style buggy. Yes. Mr. Now is that like a horse in like a buggy without the horse type of buggy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, nope, right. they don't have a horse. Now, I don't know if they're purely cosmetic or if they could function in an actual buggy role. Like if you wanted to go to mule day. Yeah. If you wanted to take it <laughs> to mule day, I don't know. They appear just from my, eye, having okay. no buggy knowledge that you could hitch them up to a horse with a very little, you know, I'm sure you need some tack to make that happen, <laughs> but, and go wherever you want to go. But Mr. Mike Spiller in his retirement years is, uh, he makes a lot, he's an artist. He's a musician. He's a very fascinating character. And in his spare time, built these buggies so, Okay, and brought them up to sale. He also does replica bridges, which are really cool. You hmm. can buy, you know, he like weld them up and all that. And so he does all kind of cool stuff. Hmm. So there are buggies. Now, we've sold one. So, all right. They're moving. You can come on down and get one right now. Also got a box truck for sale too. Somebody else wants that. I saw that. Yeah. You need that for your lawn care business,
1: Tony. <laughs> Come home. That was perfect for you. I picked up another yard this week. (laughs) Excellent. I'll try to get you an electrician's job. Dude. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if the listening audience, they'd probably not be aware of this. Uh, Anytime somebody asks for anything, recommendations on (laughs) anything, John immediately responds Hey, you need to contact this guy.
0: Christopher Wilson Sullivan is the best in the business. That's
1: what I say to everyone. Else. I had a dude contact me last week. wanting to hire me to build him a back patio. <laughs> That's
0: what it was. I forgot. <laughs>
1: and I told him, I was like, well, I'm kind of a, a he, he said, he's like, we had this one guy, but he didn't want to invest in a Northport building license oh. just for this job. Yeah. So he didn't take it. Could right. you, could you do it? And I was like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
0: this is my favorite thing to do. Because <laughs> there's some wild out people be like, I need three yards of field dirt. Who Does anybody know anyone? I'll be like, Christopher Wilson's all investing <laughs> in <the> business. <laughs>
1: I need a dog psychiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Christopher. Wilson,
0: <laughs> Hit him up. Yeah. So uh, you may—I've said your complete full name at probably five times. You may well bleep some of that out or nah. something. Nah. Okay. I think we—it's—they
1: they say it at okay. the beginning of the show every That's week. Your dad right. does. That's true. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. So I'm—I'm uh, I'm, I'm excited. Your business is expanding. You do need a box truck. Now. <laughs> Let's let's talk. Let's, let's get together. Just got a lift gate, everything you need. Nice. Perfect. You can put your lawn equipment in the back, patio building equipment, <laughs> everything. Yes.
1: Well, as this free show draws to a close, we need to thank our patrons. We thank each and every one of you. We would like to thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those fine individuals are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B, Ms. Nicole Walter, Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Shiny Disco Balls, The Driver, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. Thank you all so much for supporting what we do. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Oddity where the $5 tier gets you an extra show after this one. That's Earth Oddity Extended. What we got
0: coming up in the extension today? Uh, We're going to talk about some troubling issues down in New Orleans. All right. Yeah. I have a story about Florida, man. Okay. So Good. mm -hmm. Keeping it in the South. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You got anything else before we end this show? Nope. Just remember that if your life sucks, it's not always going to suck. Just... It'll get better, I promise, just you gotta stick it out, yeah, and the sucking makes you stronger it 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 really makes you into the person you're supposed to be that's right, strange how it happens, and mm-hmm. sometimes it takes a few years after the sucking to realize, hey, that's why I went through that too, you know mm-hmm. oh there you go i'm that's no comfort, I'm sure <laughs> if you're in a bad spot right now, but That has been my experience. So I'm sure it's the same experience for a lot of other people too.
1: You have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher. We're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, you can write in at earthoddity at planetmedal.net. You can check out our show art. That is earth uh, underscore earth oddity on Instagram. You can tweet at us again at underscore earth oddity on Twitter. We have a brand new website that you can check out. That is earth And we've got some t-shirt
0: submissions that we're
1: going to have to get those and post those on Instagram. We
0: need to get them. Yeah. Yeah. Send them to because I'm an idiot. Shiny disco balls, I'll forget to ask. <laughs> yeah. What else do we got going on? We have a phone number.
1: That's right. That you can call or text. What's that phone number? That's
0: 662 493 2059. 662 493 2059.
1: We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth ID for the French Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye.
0: This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Hey, patrons. Thank you for being here. We love you. We do. Happy Fourth of July. This is probably coming out after the 4th, but I hope your 4th of July was great. And